So there are two different ways that people typically use their ovens. One is putting food directly on an oven rack or a oven shelf, which would be the way to make pizza or using a toaster. So those ovens need libun. The way to kosher it would only be through self-clean. If you cannot self-clean the oven, you would actually have to take out the oven racks and either change those or use charcoal in order to kosher the oven racks. However, most people do not, unless they're making pizza, on their brick, in their brick oven, they are typically using pans, or at least most of the time, they're using pans or pots or Pyrex dishes when they cook or when they bake in their oven. So when they're using it in that way, so the halacha is, it's clearly found in Shulchan Aruch, that the taste will not transfer from a pan or a pot to an oven rack unless there's a liquid medium. You literally have to have a pool of liquid in between the pot and the oven rack. That is typically not found. And therefore, you do not have any issues with your oven rack. So the question is, so why do we even have to kosher our ovens? The truth is, maybe you don't have to kosher your ovens at all. As long as you use pans and pots and you never put food directly on the rack, perhaps you should not have to kosher your oven racks. So... The truth is, if a person always covers their food and everything is is wrapped, double wrapping is just added stringencies, luckily you would never have to cast your oven. What are we concerned for when your food is open? So there's a concern for steam, that your food is going to steam up and that steam is going to rise and transfer taste to the walls of the oven, the top of the oven, and that would come down in subsequent cooking. This is the concept of zea, of steam, and that's an issue when it comes to kashras. Now, what's the source for this? So there are two potential sources in in, uh, in Mishnayis for this concept of zea. One of them is the Mishnah tells us that if you covered a pot with the wrong cover, you had a milchik pot and you covered it with a fleshy cover or similar situations where we assume that when a pot is covered, the cover of the pot is considered connected to the entire pot and you would have an issue of the steam going up. So many of the Rishonim say that you see from here that steam is an issue, that the, just the steam itself, when you cover a pot and the steam goes up, that itself transfers taste. So that is one source. Now, when you think about that source, well, covering a pot is going to be a much thicker steam than when you are baking something in your oven. So that is true. Keep that in mind. That's Makar. That's source number one. Source number two, the rush brings us down from the Mishnayas in Taharas. It discusses you have a, uh, a bath, a bathhouse, and the steam of the bathhouse is a connection when it comes to Tumah. So the rush says, and this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, that the same way it's a connection when it comes to Tumah, so Zaya uh, steam connects food from uh, one pot to the other and it transfers taste. So based on this, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, it seems very clear that there's an issue of Zaya. Now how far this reaches, we're going to see. There's a tremendous dispute in the Achreinim. In the, in the when do we say Zaya? Let's say a person is hanging their salami on top of their on top of their stovetop, where you have your spatulas on top of your stovetop, and you're cooking and steam goes up. Does that, does that create an issue when someone pours spices into their chalant, when the chalant's already hot and the steam goes up? Does that create an issue? So you have many applications of zaya and halacha. We're going to focus on ovens now, and we'll bring down some of the shitas. You could see how a paisik would use these considerations when discussing the 
previous mentioned shilas of steam going up to your salamis or to your uh, your spatulas hanging on top of the oven. So let's see. First of all, some of the Achorinim say, I think the Mishkanis Yaakov says this, who says we should learn out from Tumah V'tahara. Maybe Tumah has its own din, that the Zaya connects it. Who says this should be brought down in Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas Kashras. Maybe one... One halach has to do with steam connecting when it comes to Tumah. Nothing to do with kashras. That's one point. Another point is, as we mentioned before, that when a pot is, is being covered, so then you could see that's a very small area. So it makes sense the steam is connecting. So maybe a very small oven, maybe a toaster oven or a small pot, even a big pot, but the, the cover is capturing all the steam. However, when you have a very large oven, even our typical ovens in your kitchen, you don't view it as one pot, so who says we should compare it to the pot on the fire? Another ha'ara is that perhaps the steam, if you look in the tomb of a tahara, maybe the steam only goes up, and therefore maybe if you're cooking, let's say you're cooking a, uh, a fleshic chicken with a sauce, and the steam went up, so maybe the top of your oven does in fact have this, the taste of chicken. But who says it comes back down? We don't know anywhere that it comes back down. Maybe just the steam goes up. If you look at the Mishnayis and, and Taharis, it seems like it's only one way. It's one direction. Who says it comes back down? There's another point. Darach HaShulchan brings this down as well, that perhaps the only time Zaya is an issue is only if the top is not hot. When the top of the... Of this, meaning the... the the pot that's on top of the steam, or in our case, the oven walls. When they're not hot, maybe the steam affects it. But when they themselves are hot, so I guess they're on defense, and, and the steam would not affect that top, uh, the, the top of the oven. Or let's say you had pots on top of each other, and the upper pot was hot as well, had its own heat. So if you look in the, the Mishnayis in Taharis, it seems like there would not be an issue of the steam transferring from pot A to pot B. With all these considerations, uh, of, uh, t- take, with all these ideas taken into consideration, some of the players can say that Bechlal, our ovens, one could be makel, you do not need to kasher back and forth. And some of the players can will think about this or use this as another reason to be makel, let's say a person is using something which is not necessarily a liquid. So if you look in the Prima Garden, the Prima Garden says that there are many items that we do not give off steam. So it will be another reason to be more lenient when it comes to ovens. Let's say someone made challah in their oven that's officially a fleshing oven. So most Paiskim would say, no problem, it's parv. Unless you actually had meat in the oven at the same time, we would say the challah is halachically parv. So it's first of all there's a there's the, this whole list of those that argued on what it says in Shulchan Aruch that perhaps we don't compare it to a pot cover we don't compare it to tumah v'tahara or we only compare it in a very limited way that's one thing another item which we mentioned sorry just just briefly was that it has to be a liquid it has you have to see steam going up if you do not see the steam if you do not see any uh, if it's not a liquid it's not going to to uh, have and Isaiah, we would be makel as well. However, for most of Klai Yisrael, Ramosh Shafayin, Paskin, that we are machmir ovens, and that a person would have to kasher their ovens back and forth. Let's say a person made, you know, you'd made pizza in their oven, they would have to kasher it before they would make fleshics in their oven. Some place can argue, and depending on the situation, depending on which food was used, how much time uh, lapsed between cooking 
food number one and food number two, you might have different opinions in the Paiskim. Okay, so that's just a brief overview of the halachas of ovens. So, Lamaisa, how do we Paiskim? When it comes to kashering my oven for Pesach. So, although there's a whole slew of reasons to be meko, Lamaisa, we are machmer. We are machmer that we kasher our ovens for Pesach. And, as we mentioned, ovens would have a din of klicheres, then a din of pottery. So then a person should kosher with libun gummer with self-cleaning. And that's the standard, that's your standard psak. However, there are other shittas in the Paiskim. The Minchas Yitzchak has a chiddush. Minchas Yitzchak says that when it comes to koshering ovens, you could invoke the term of keboile kachpaltoi. And as long as you get it to the same temperature that it was used for cooking, for baking, that would kosher it similar to the concept of Libun Kal, and he assumes that it works for ovens, so that's the sheet of the Minchas Yitzchak, and that would be you turn on your oven to the highest setting that it's ever used, so or just put on the highest setting possible, and that koshers your oven. There's a quote from Rav Salavechik from YU, and that is that the way our ovens become treif or become chametz would be through steam. Steam is not really a solid. Steam is a liquid. Right, or inside, right. So if it's a, if it's a liquid, so then it would, it would need the din of hagala of boiling. It would not need the method of libun in order to kasher it. Now he's ignoring the concept of the klicheres, but he says therefore you would only need hagala temperatures and libun kal would definitely work. Additionally, that is the sheet that is the opinion of Shmuel Kamenetsky. He quotes that Bashim Rav Hankin Zetzal that we did not need to self clean or or do Libun Gummer on our ovens. So there are those that will only self-clean their oven. They would not rely on anything less. However, most of the Paiskim in America are mako that a person could kosher, even if you're not getting to self-clean temperatures. That is that is the opinion of Rashmul first. Shlita, the Chicago Rabbinical Council, the OU for the most part. So halacha when a person is looking at their oven, kashering their oven. So if you're self-cleaning, very simple. Just turn on the self-clean button and you're good to go. Stay safe. Make sure, you know, make, make sure you're, you're in the house when it's taking place, just in case something goes wrong. But you don't have to clean your oven. Everything will get burnt out uh, entirely. Don't have to clean. You don't have to wait 24 hours. You are good to go. Let's say a person is not self-cleaning. You're using this other option of turning it on the highest temperature for uh, an amount of time, we'll say an hour, an hour and a half. So let's say you turn on 550 for an hour and a half. So in that situation, first of all, you should you should wait 24 hours prior to koshering. Additionally, you should make sure they're clean. It's clean. It would have to be not, it would have to have to be basically spotless. You would literally have to make sure there is no junk in the oven. It might take a couple hours to clean it, but that would be the only way to clean if you do not have self-clean. But if you have self-clean, you do not need to clean your oven prior to kashering it. You could just turn it on and kasher. Another nafkamina is, let's say a person is renting an apartment and they come there on Pesach. So can you kasher an oven on chalamoid? So self-cleaning will be no problem. You're literally burning the chametz. Even if there would be chametz in there, you're doing sreifas uh, chametz. No problem. But if you cannot do self-clean, most of the Paiskim would say that you probably should not be doing this lower level of of, uh, of kashering on Pesach. It might have a din of Hagala. We do not do Hagala on Pesach. And we are relying on other 
heterim here of heterabala, that maybe it doesn't need libun chamer because chametz is heterabala, but chametz on Pesach, everybody would agree, is a surabala, and therefore I would not recommend kashering on Pesach unless you have a self clean oven. So that's for chalamoid, uh, another nafkamina between how the oven is used and how the oven can be kashered.